0: Welcome to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your host, motivational speaker, Greg Dwyer. Be sure to check out Greg at www.gregdwyer.com. That's www.gregdwyer.com. Now on to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay,
1: it is February 18th. It's the middle of February. How are those New Year's Eve resolutions going? Uh, All right, so before you know it, we're going to be in the first quarter of the year, January, February, March, and I want to talk about a topic that has really changed the way that I think about business, and it is called the Business Model Canvas, and I wish I had come across this at least 10 years ago, because this can help you think on paper so that you can make something happen. So you can Google this. You can just simply go online and just type in business model canvas and you can see some explanations about this. You can read about it. In fact, the other day I just watched a short video, a 60 second video talking about how this works. That's how simple this is. It's certainly not that complicated. However, If you do it, now here's the deal. I can tell you to do it or you could be in business for yourself and you may or may not do it, but it's all in taking the action to do it. It took me, I think, an hour, less than an hour to do my first one. I am working on a second one, Uh, but really it comes down to thinking on paper, being focused, figuring out what you're bringing to the marketplace, who you're bringing it to, how you're doing it. Now here's my confession. I have done this, but it's been in my head, and it's been trial and error, and it's been you know poking around and asking questions, being on conference calls, being on zoom calls, getting advice from mentors, had someone just sat down with me, which by the way, they did in the month of January, and said, "Look, I'm going to teach you how to run a business. this is it, like this is it and I have A lot of friends in business, they've never heard of this. You know, we've talked about, you know, business and how to bring a product to the marketplace and who to bring it to and how you're going to do it. This is the key. Okay, enough about that. The business model canvas is divided into nine sections. The section on the right has to do with your customers the section on the left has to do with how you're going to do this, right? And in the center is what we call the value proposition. All right. Again, I've heard coaches and business people talk about this for years. What problem do you solve? Who do you solve it for? Yada, yada, yada. They're all saying the same thing. They're getting it from this. You know, if If someone said, hey, look, instead of paying me $500 for a Zoom call, you know, just download this PDF and work it out, you would save $500, literally. That's how powerful this is because when you do this, you know exactly where you're going. Now, you wouldn't jump in the car and just decide to go on vacation. Now, maybe some of you would, right? Or you wouldn't drive to the airport and say, hey, I'm not really sure where I want to go, but let's go somewhere. Well, most likely you wouldn't do that. The same thing with business. Many people, they start off in business because they fall in love with something. You know, I, It could be anything. They're like, oh, I just have this great idea. And they think I'm in business for myself because I have a great idea. Well, the truth is just because you have an idea doesn't mean you're going to be a successful business person. Just having an idea is not enough. You have to Really think this through, or work it through, and you're either going to do it with experience, spending you know decades, or you know maybe years trying to figure it out, versus doing it on paper. For instance, let's say you needed money, you needed $100,000 to get your business off the ground. This would be impressive if you went to a bank. You know, and say, here, this is my plan. This is my model. I thought this thing through, and this is the reason why I want this loan. That's how powerful this business model canvas is, right? So the first thing you think about, if we're going to start in the middle, is what do you offer as far as your value proposition? Now, and you know, that's a big word for saying, what is it that you bring to the marketplace that no one else really does? or, you know, has done in the way that you can do it, right? People sell shoes, everybody sells shoes, but how do you do it differently? People make cakes, you're making cakes, what are you doing differently? You know, Amazon sells books, they sell everything, how are they doing it differently? So you have to think about what is it that you solve? What is the problem that you solve and how do you do it in a unique way? You know, do you give a 100% money-back guarantee? Uh, do you provide really friendly service? Do you, you provide really quick service, right? You know, like, you think about a fast food place, McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's, right? Okay, it's not probably not the greatest food in the world, right? But it's fast, right? You can get through the drive-through, and you can be done really quick. So, you know, that would be a unique selling proposition on something like that rather than going to a restaurant and, you know, sitting in line or waiting in line for 10, 15 minutes and, and not being served. So you have to think about what is it that you bring to the marketplace? How does it solve a problem for for somebody else? Now, here's what I've done and here's what other people I have seen do, which is of detriment. They fall in love. They fall in love with their thing, their project, their business, whatever it is, you know. They don't fall in love with their customer, right? They get so focused on whatever it is. I I was just listening to somebody talk about this today about Kodak. You know, back in the 70s, Kodak came up with a digital camera, but they put it to the side because they had invested so much money in film. Now Kodak, last I checked, they're out of business. And here's, here's why, because they didn't change with what's going on in society. They didn't change with the marketplace. And today, you know, you can create something, and you can be put out of business within months because someone's going to copy it or make it even better. Years ago, you could come up with something, maybe the last years and years and years and years. Today, it's not that way. So you really have to think about this. Who's your competition? What problem do you solve? How do you solve it in a unique way, better than anybody else? It's called the unique selling proposition. How are you different? And rather than falling in love with your process or your project or what you sell or what you deliver to the marketplace, you have to fall in love with your customer. How can you help them? You know, We buy things. We consume things because, first of all, we either want to survive or we want to thrive. We want to make it through the day or we want to purchase something because we think it's going to help us be better or live better or be happier, whatever it is. If you watch commercials today, you listen to marketing, it's all about that. You know, you're know, you sad. You're broken. You need this. I have that. This will help you emotionally, mentally, physically. So you got to really figure this out and think this out. What need do you fulfill in people? What most marketers do is they make the big mistake of being so attached to their product. And it is it is to their detriment. So the first thing is you figure out your value proposition. What is the thing that you bring to the marketplace? Now, the next question is even more important. Who is this for? Who is this for? What is, or who I should say, is the customer segment? So you're creating something. It's probably not for everybody. I, you know, There are very few products that are for everybody, the rich and the poor, for women and men, for adults and children. Uh, You've you got to figure out, you know, a Rolex watch is not for everybody, right? Perfume. If it's perfume, you know, not cologne for men, it's not for everybody. When I first started out, when I was doing speaking, I was like, everybody is my, is my prospect. Everybody is, is somebody that can buy from me. And I realized that's not true. That's not true at all. When I first started, I, I came up with this lecture called The Magic of Communication. I thought, you know, everybody wants to be able to communicate better with their husbands, with their wives, with their children, with their coworkers. You know, I'm going to teach you how to do communication and influence. And okay, I did that for a while, but I thought everybody was my my target audience. Everybody was my customer. That, that was something I had to learn the hard way. After COVID, I moved into... The importance of focus or the magic of focus, talking about employee engagement and being focused at work or focused at home or being more productive. Again, not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants that. Certainly not everybody's going to buy that. And so I came to grips with this understanding. The only people that this is right for are people who have events. you got to have an event. you got an event coming up, you got, you're looking for a speaker, and you have to have a budget. So That eliminates a large percentage of the population. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about business, and they work at a business, and I said, you guys got events? No? Okay, great. You don't have events. You don't have a budget. You're not part of my customer segment. So When you're thinking about your product or the problem that you solve, you have to think to yourself, who is this for? You know, if you're creating dog food... It's pretty easy, right? You're not selling it to the dog. You're selling it to the person that has a dog, right? Cat food, cat litter, right? You're not selling it to the cats. You're selling it to the people that have cats. I don't know why I'm saying this, but it just came to me. People are doing research about the fact that there are a lot of single people in the world today, a lot of single men, a lot of single women. There's a trend. Back in my day, if you weren't married by 18, 19, 20, and they'd raise that eyebrow, like, what's going on with you? The world's changed in the last 50, 60 years. People are looking at how things are changing and where we're going to be in 10 years and 20 years and say, you know, there are going to be a lot of single people, single women, single men, and they're thinking about certain products that are going to fill that demographics, right? So this is really, really important. What's your unique selling proposition, your value proposition, and who is it for? Next thing on the right side of the business model canvas is customer relationship. What kind of relationship do you want to have with your customers? Is it an online class where they just go online and buy from you automatically? Maybe something like Amazon where they just do a prime and there's no really interaction, or maybe mm, the membership is a little closer in relationships, meaning like maybe once a month you have meetings, you have Zoom meetings, or there's a tight connection. Or if you're in financial services, you call up and you meet with your people once or twice a year. What's the relationship like? Is it just static? Is it uh, ongoing? Is it close? You just sit there and uh, do everything automatic with the computer. There's no close relationship. So you think about the relationship. Relationships are everything. In life, family, and also in business. You know, they say that people love to buy from people they know and they like and they trust. So you have to figure out, you know, do you want to be really connected to people? Or do you want to have it automated in the sense that it's all online and people just click a mouse and buy online and there's no connection? In fact, I know somebody here in Connecticut, they own a business, they run a business from their computer, and nobody knows their name. No one knows their name. They've never introduced themselves. They hide behind a website, and people buy their merchandise without them uh, showing their face. So you have to think about this. What is the relationship Uh, that you want to have with your customer. Now, the next thing on the right side of this business model canvas is the channels. The channels. How are you going to get this to your customers? Now, I do a lecture called The Magic of Focus, and I, I was thinking about this the other day. I said, you know, there's a lot of real estate brokers in the world. There's a lot of them. A lot of people sell real estate, not just agents, but brokerages, where they have 10, 20, 30 people working with them. And I can't get to them all. There's just no way in my lifetime that I can get to all of these different brokerages, whether it's Keller Williams or, or whatever it is, whatever company it is. And then I thought to myself, what if instead of running around the country, getting on planes and you know, traveling, which I do like to some extent, What if I were to simply do a Zoom meeting with these folks and share the information that I had and then also provided support with a 12-week course? I could reach more real estate brokers and agents that way than running all over the country or running all over the whole tri-state area or getting on planes and doing it. So that's the channel. The channel could be Zoom. The channel could be online. The channel could be in person. You have to think about it. How are you going to get your product to the marketplace? All right. So, so far, we've talked about the unique selling proposition, the value proposition, the customer segment, the customer relationship, and then the channel. How we are going to do it? What we're going to do now is take a quick break. We'll be back in 30 seconds.
0: You've been listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show, brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Do you wish you could sharpen your focus on what matters most to you and achieve more? Then you owe it to yourself to read Greg's ebook at GregDwyerEbook.com. That's www.GregDwyerEbook.com. Download it today and give it away. As always. We want to thank you for listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Now back to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay, we are talking about the business model canvas, and I just
1: had this thought. Even if you're not running a business, maybe you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you get up in the morning, and go to work, you have a team, you meet quarterly, weekly, daily, monthly, this would help, this would help. This could help your team if you're working at a business, somebody else's business, like you're working in their business. This would be helpful. This is, I don't think this is just for entrepreneurs. Um, you could look at this and say, okay, you know, we're wasting our time. We have a product that isn't necessarily for everybody. Maybe we need to focus on a specific segment, or maybe we need to uh, up our relationships and our connection with people maybe just maybe we need to think about another channel so this could be helpful whether you run a business yourself as an entrepreneur or if you are working in a business and you want to sharpen your focus and to be more productive all right so let's go over to the left side of the business model canvas I, I encourage you to go online just type it into Google download the PDF it's nine sections And you'll find some commentary either in print or on video. And I would say less than an hour. You take this, you finish this, uh, you put it up on your refrigerator and it will keep you focused. It's better than a mission statement, it really is. Okay, key partnerships. Who are the people that help you? Who are the people that are behind the scenes that assist you to reach these people with your product. Now, For me, I think about my GoDaddy or I think about my online presence and the people and the companies that are behind me in that regard. You know, I have a few tools that I use. Uh, I use uh, an email scraper, which means I can go on a website, and it doesn't work every time, maybe nine times out of 10, And I can click a button and it can tell me the emails that are on that website or behind that website. I pay a couple hundred dollars a year for that. But it saves me time. So they are my key partners. Or I have Constant Contact for my email. Or I have Blog Talk Radio, which is also a key partnership. I have my friend Michael, um, I was going to say Michael Quinn, but boy, we haven't talked in years. That's weird how that came out. Peter Mingles is who I was thinking about in Florida. So, who are the key partnerships, mentors and suppliers that you need um and they have a business but they're helping you with your business because we're all interconnected. So again, sometimes we can trim the fat, you know, sometimes we can look at our finances and say, you know, I'm spending too much on marketing or I'm spending too much on emails, I'm spending too much on Uh, whenever it might be. And then there's certain things that you could never get rid of. Like for me, I could never get rid of my CRM because I need it. I, I have to be able to keep in touch with customers, and I'm not smart enough to create my own CRM. All right, so key partnerships are important. Who are the people that are behind the scenes that are helping you reach these people with your product? The next thing is, on the left side, key resources, key resources. What are the resources that you need to have in place to be able to run your business? So if you're working nine to five, 40 hours a week, and you want to run a business on the side, or you want to write a book, or you want to do coaching, or whatever it is, you have to ask yourself, do you have the resources? First things, do you have the time? Do you have the time to do it? Somebody said it to me a couple of weeks ago at a meeting, you know, when when can I do this? Well, Maybe you work nine to five, you come home, you feed the kids, you get something to eat, and you work on your business in the evening. You work on your business until, you know, the afternoon. Well, not the afternoons, maybe Saturdays or Sundays. You have to figure it out. Do you have the time or do you have the money? Uh, My friend Paul Draper was given a class not too long ago, and he says some of you don't have the time, but you have the money. You can hire people. Some of you don't have the money, but you have the time. You have the time, and you can use the time. So this is, this is a valuable thing to look at. You know, somebody will say, well, I want to, I want to do speaking. I want to speak across the country and I want to write a book and I want to be on stages every month. And okay. All right. Well, let's look at this. You know, do you work nine to five? Which days do you have off? When could you do this? Well, I have Saturday off. I have Sunday. Well, most conferences are during the week, right? So you have to think this through. You have to figure out, do you have the resources and, um, Tony Robbins says it all the time. It's not about the resources. It's about the mindset. Are you resourceful to get what you need? That's really important. Like, Do you have the resources? That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, are you resourceful? So think about it. Whether it's real estate, whether it's writing a book, whether it's speaking, counseling, websites, whatever you're doing online, you got to think about this. All right, so we covered partnerships, we covered key uh, resources. This is huge on the left side of the paradigm of the business model canvas. What are the key activities? What are the key activities? When I do coaching with folks, I'm like, listen, what are the things that are gonna make you money? Hands down, it's picking up the phone. Hands down, it's sending out an email. Hands down, it's doing follow-up. That's my life. You can do a podcast. You can write a book. You can do this and that. You have to ask yourself, are these the key activities that I should be doing? And if not, stop it. Just stop it. You have to figure out what is going to be a return on your investment of your time and money. You know, in my business, thinking about this today, it all comes down to outreach. Making the phone call, sending the email, having the conversation. That's that's the key activity for me. You know, when I look at my career and I look at my life over the last couple years, couple decades, I should say, it all comes down to me having conversations with people over the phone. It really does. And. Great things have happened. Doors have opened for me simply because I pick up the phone and I have a conversation with with somebody. Is it always easy? No. Is it always pleasant? No. Is there always, uh, you know, hope, thank you for calling attitude? No. Sometimes, you know, they see you as a bother, but um, it's worth it because doors open that way. Having a conversation with someone. What are the key activities? Let me just share real quick. The other day I was out for – uh, breakfast and I saw a large group of people, large group, like 20 people all, all sitting around and they all had the same uh, kind of um, dress or, or uh, they they were from the military to, to be uh, quite uh, blunt about it. And I knew that they were a group of folks. So I went over and I introduced myself and it's like, who's the key person here? And they said, why? And I said, well, because this is what I do and I want to talk to somebody. I didn't call them, I saw them, saw the opportunity, broke the ice, and uh, they said, oh, give us your number. I said, yeah, here you go, here you go. And I said, here's my number. I pulled out my card, wrote down my number, wrote down my name, gave it to them. I said, now what you need to do for me is give me your number. In fact, I think I have it almost, yeah, I have it right here. So key activities, reach out, call people, talk to people, have conversations with people, it'll change your life. That's my business model. That's not necessarily your business model. I don't know what you're doing, but you have to figure out what are the things that I should be doing? What are the things that I should be doing? And then lastly, there's two sections in the five minutes that we have left. The two sections are what is your revenue stream. Are people paying you because of subscriptions? Are people paying you for memberships? Are people paying you because you're coaching them? Are people paying you because you're speaking in front of them? Are people paying you because you just uh, have a house or two and you're collecting real estate money, rent every month? Do you have one stream of income? Is it stocks? Is it uh, passive? What is it? So you have to figure out your stream of income. This is really, really important. Not just something you do at the beginning of the year or the end of the year, but you got to think, wow, you know, where is the money coming from, right? If you're married, maybe you got two streams of income. If you're single, maybe you only have one, but maybe you can come up with two, you know, passive income, stocks, bonds, real estate, books. I don't know, but you got to think about it. The goal is to make money when you're sleeping, and, and that's, that's the goal, all right? So that's revenue stream. And then the last thing is, what is the cost of your business, right? Okay, listen, if it costs $100,000 a year for you to run your business because of all these key partnerships that you have and your overhead, you're gonna go broke. You know, if you're, you know, this is why this, you would not jump in a car and start driving and trying to figure out where you're going. This, what's beautiful about this is it's got everything here that you need in these nine sections. So what's the cost of running your business? You know, if you're renting out a place, I shouldn't say this, but I'll say this. A a colleague of mine just closed. She just closed. She closed one of her offices. Why? Probably because of the overhead. That's, That's my guess. I mean, I'm not in her business. I don't, it's none of my business, but, you know, You got to think about this. Okay, I want to run this business. I got this great idea. I want to do it. I want to bring this to the world. Most people like that, I'm not talking about this person, but most people like that fail because they don't have a strategic plan. If you came to me and I was a banker and you said, look, I got this great idea for lemonade. I want to sell it on the side of the street. Listen, that's not unique. It's been done before. You got to have a plan, the business model canvas is a great way for you to think on paper before you start spending a lot of time and a lot of money so what is the cost of being in business you got to think this through your time your money your overhead the biggest cost in most businesses it's the salaries it's the salaries so you you got to justify you know these salaries whether it's for you or whether you're bringing in other people or you're doing outsourcing or whatever you're doing You sit down and you go, okay, this is what it's costing for the website. This is what it's costing to buy these books ahead of time. This is what it's costing to rent this facility out. And you really have to stop and think, is this worth it? Is this worth it? In fact, many of the books that I've read about business say, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is to run a business out of a property that's not yours, like, I was talking to somebody the other day that they're setting up a business model, but they're buying the real estate. And I said, like, I said to this person, I says, you know, that's a really smart move because you're going to run this business for a couple decades, right? And you're probably going to retire it. And you're going to retire yourself. But the thing that you have is the property. Like you have that building, that building is yours. So I, I highly, I highly, recommend that you go on Google or even go on YouTube and just type in the business model canvas, spend 5, 10, 15 minutes, download this, read through it, and think on paper. You will thank me later. You will thank me later. If someone came to me for business consulting uh, and they needed my help, this is the first thing that I would walk them through. I'd have them do it on their own, and then I would sit back and I would walk them through it and say, look, what are you bringing to the marketplace it answers the question, what problem do you solve? Who is it for? How is your oval? Oh, and in addition to that, what is it gonna cost you as far as time and money, and what are your key activities that you need to put into place to be successful? One little fast commercial, go to Focus with Greg Dwyer, www.focuswithgregdwyer. It is a 12-week course. On focus, there's nothing for you to buy. It's absolutely free. It will help you to stay focused on what is important to you.
0: So make it a great week. Be great. Be focused. Bye everybody. You've been listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show, brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Check out Greg at GregDwyer.com. Be sure to download his ebook at GregDwyerEbook.com to stay focused on what matters most to you. That's www.GregDwyerEbook.com We want to thank you for listening. Now go make a difference in your world.